on this episode of the AIE podcast. Raid the bank. Is that legal? Maybe. Play ESO in plus mode for free. Mega. Is that legal? Um, <laughs> it is to a certain date. Yes. Depends Mega, not MAGA, is eminent. <laughs> and Lord of the Rings Online is now legendary. And we have Link Theris and Cardinal here to talk to us about BlizzCon. Woohoo! All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 309 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa-Est gaming community. The die has been podcast. I am Akala. Downstairs and to my left is Tetsemi. I have no spreadsheets this week. Ooh, um, I need to start Christmas spreadsheets. Would you mind starting that for me? And how do you have beer and I don't? Anyways, and to my right is Mewcow. Greetings, guildies. This week we have Link Theris and Cardinal. Yeah, we asked Link Theris back again, guys. Buckle in, it's going to be a long show. Here to talk about BlizzCon. Welcome, guys. Sucker! <laughs> hey, everyone. The, the last, the next, the last show of the year might just be the last show of the year because we all know Link is going to go that long. Anyways. Hey, you know what? What I make up in Link nowadays, I make it up in like volume. Lots and lots. This there is you true. Go. This is true. I met right, for so, the first time on Saturday, and boy, can that man talk. Oh, oh we're aware. We are aware. He was our house guest for a, a weekend once, and yeah. Did you get a word in edgewise the entire weekend? No, which is really amazing, because I can talk. It's good. It's a good thing he's interesting and funny, isn't it? It, it is, and he's delightful, and, you know, Owl and the Pussycat. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, so as before we go back to ribbing Lank, um, you know, and then oh, going you know over um, ribbing Lank and talking about BlizzCon, let's go talk about what we've been up to in and out of game. We're going to go alphabetical, um, so that is going to be Cardinal. What have you been doing in and out of game? <laughs> alphabetical? Who is uh-huh. that coming? So, um, uh, obviously, I went to BlizzCon, and that was absolutely amazing. I cannot overstate how much fun I had, and obviously, we'll get into that a little later. But besides that, literally the day I got back from BlizzCon, and it, I got in at 4.30 in the morning. So that night, found out that my raid had cleared all the way, all of Heroic, oh dear, all the way up to Cahoon. So we had an entire night just to beat our heads against the monster that is Heroic Cahoon, yep. and we got him. Nice, so, we are the third group in AIE to get ahead of the curve. So that was a big moment for all of us, a big uh, sort of weight off of us going into the holidays. So we can kind of cruise on that. And of course, the new raid's coming out in January. And we obviously have a chance to enjoy 8.1. I'm sure we'll get into that as well. So yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the other thing on gaming side is that, of course, uh, at Blizz, uh, it was before BlizzCon, I guess, they announced that Destiny 2 is now free mm-hmm. for everybody who has a Battle.net account. So yeah. my son who was incredibly jealous of me going to BlizzCon without him, even though his name was originally on the ticket. More on that later. Uh, He says, hey, let's play Destiny 2. And it's been a blast. I've been really enjoying it with him and his friends. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Awesome. All right. Alphabetically, Link, you were next. 
You're not a game, buddy. What you been doing? Wow. With L- wow. What kind of mm-hmm. yeah, universe not. that I live in when I'm the right? next? So, uh, well, recuperating from BlizzCon because see, we realize that once you get older. <laughs> oh, sucks. See, I'm not saying that I'm no spring chicken, but it's, it's you know, it takes a little longer to get kind of back in the spirit of things. It does. Because, man, that was a lot of working. We're always wear comfortable shoes. So uh, <laughs> I don't own comfortable shoes. Oh, why? <sighs> I just don't. <laughs> this, is where I, I, this is where I give the stink eye to Tats and go, Tats, really? Christmas. You, wait, you're asking me? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the wrong idea of this asshole, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. So uh, what I've been doing, so I've been playing, uh, getting guy back in the swing of things in Eve and uh, I, I no long, you know, no sooner did I get got back from uh, BlizzCon and I got a ping on Discord and it's like, hey, Hoots, Alliance leadership needs you. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do now? What do I do now? So it wasn't anything major, but uh, we were out. Uh, we see, so, so we engage in what's called space capitalism, where it's we get all the the, uh, the alliance, the, well, actually our corporation together to kind of just do, do, do some PVE stuff. And I decided, hey, why not? I have this really new expensive ship. Why not try it for something dude. mundane as shooting down like PVE bad guys? <laughs> and man, that was funny. Was <laughs> really, really funny. Because it's like, as good as you think you might get in that game, you're always, you realize you have a humbling, terrible experience realizing, I really, I don't know a lot about this game sometimes. Just There's a kill mail just around the corner with your name on it. Oh, I will get to that later, too. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> so, to who it may concern. Anyways. Well, besides that, it's just uh, I picked up Octopath Traveler on my Switch, so I've been playing Ooh, a little bit of that, that all retro, like, Square Enix kind of stuff going, look, I'm 14 again. Ooh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, the other thing, too, is um, I have a younger brother, and his son is now of age. He is now 11. Mm-hmm. And he is that you know my brother has come to me and goes, hey X, we'll call him X because that's we call him. Says, <laughs> you know he really wants to play video games with his uncle, <laughs> and you help him out. And I'm like, oh no, sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> are asking are for you it. Absolutely sure you want me to do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's been fun as we've been. Playing been so we, we started easy we started out with mario kart and mm-hmm. arms on the on on the switch and right. course, the, the, now that he's gotten into that we're playing online i i've asked my brother so do you have anything with an 11 year problem with any like well do you have a problem with an 11 year old playing diablo 3 <laughs> right and i haven't heard yet and he's like diablo what and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. That sounded a lot like, uh, no, I have no problem with it whatsoever. I have no response. It's obviously like, oh, yeah, I have no problem. Go ahead and do it. And I'm like, okay. And uh, the, the thing is that the kid, so he really likes scary movies. And uh, he also just got a brand new Steam account. So I'm like, have you played this game called Left for Dead? <laughs> oh, no. Oy vey. And oh, it's like you know, I he yeah. The first time he runs into his uh, the first switch, oh, retro gaming at its at its finest. Yeah, nice. I love that. As I'm listening <laughs> overcomes as he starts freaking out, going, "What's that cry? Oh my god! Ah! Oh god! It's <laughs> awesome!" Yeah, 
Oh, <laughs> so, so a productive week. Very much yeah. so. Mm-hmm. All right, Mew, right, you're up next. What have you been doing in and out of game? Well, um, so I did manage to, well, other than BlizzCon, of course, um, been recovering from BlizzCon. <clears throat> a bit of the, the fun sickness. Uh, my voice is still not quite where I would like it to be. But uh, so there may be the occasional coughing. But um, beyond that, um, I did manage to sneak into the last of the Fallout 76 beta. So that is, yeah, yeah, it's it's very promising. It, it it's it it's very much multiplayer Fallout 4. So cool. I, 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 yeah, I I, I I hang out on the um, the uh, some of what do you want to call them? Um, Let's see. Lank would call them redacted. So there are some, not necessarily black hat, but some gray hat forums that deal with video games. And let's just say the talk on Fallout 76 has been really interesting about how bad Bethesda screwed up their network stack. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, this is this is a game that was not designed for multiple people. Right. Right. Nope. Like, <laughs> They just don't, they don't, I mean, the ESL. They just don't have the experience running no. that kind of game. No. No. Yeah, Especially the Fallout game. universe with the Fallout engine on it, right? Yeah, and, and ESO is run by basically a different company, even though it's yeah, the same exactly. company. Like, mm-hmm. there's a different group of people taking care of ESO. They know what they're doing. Fallout 76, like, they do not. So there no. is a little bit of rubber rubber banding, and um, there's definitely a lot of, like, you know, it's it, like, think of way back in the very beginning of World of Warcraft, when you would hit somebody and it would take about a second for it to register that hit. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what they're dealing with. Like they're wow. just now starting this, this whole journey. But yeah. you know, when there's but no, I think the, the factor that I think is going to make or break fallout 76 though, is, is it a fallout game? Does it feel like fallout? And that's what I've been wondering about from everybody who's mm-hmm. been a huge fallout fan is, does this feel like the fallout world? Yeah. Because it was always a, you know, a story universe. And it now is it's a multiplayer. So, well, and it's, it's they're diff- doing it differently. They're they're doing it to where it's you no longer have an NPC in your face telling you the story. Now it's and it's 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 the part of the story that has always been in Fallout, where you're reading letters and listening to to audio stuff. That it's just they focus harder on that. Like Fallout has always had that. They've always had the way to right. the stories that way. They telling the story of the people that are gone, telling the story of the people you're just behind. You're you're just a little bit you know, haven't caught up to them yet. That's how they're doing it this time. So you do have robots, you do have, you know, super mutants and stuff like that. But for the most part, that's how they're telling the story is through audio. It's through reading these interesting letters. So they're kind of like doubling down on that side of the storytelling. They're not um, doing the in your face talking to a person story. So they're not doing the breadcrumbing kind of guy with a giant, you know, apostrophe. Over his right. Head. Come talk to me. <laughs> right. Nope. Nope. It's very no. much. The, the, the way they do quests is a lot like how we've done more recent Warcraft where you walk into an area and suddenly a little thing pops up saying quest. Mm-hmm. That's how they do pretty much every quest now. Interesting. Okay. And they also have the equivalent of world quests mm-hmm. where an event will pop up and, you know, Hey, there's something going on here. Oh, um, and like then, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's more Guild Wars 2-ish where, where an event will pop up Everyone participates. You can you either succeed or fail in it, just like the Guild Wars Two setup. Cool, nice. So, and and, cool. and all of this is without the PvP part because I didn't get high enough level to where I had to worry about that. But from what I've seen from people that have done PvP, like you don't have to participate. Like you have to shoot back. If someone shoots you, if you just don't shoot back, 
no big deal. Like they can sit there and wail on you and it, it'll take forever. They do hardly any damage because you're not participating. Gotcha. So, so far, I'm those people that are worried about not liking the PvP part, I don't think you have to participate. Like, and if somehow that person through perseverance just manages to finally kill you mm-hmm. without you participating, they now have become wanted. And the entire wow. circle, everyone active now sees them on the map, sees that they have a bounty on their head. And oh, nice. They cannot hide. They can't sneak. They can't do anything like that. Now everyone can hunt them down and kill them. Cool. Gotcha. So all, it's all I have. All I have to say, if you don't want me jumping, is that let's like, oh, please, I play Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so quaint. I know. <laughs> yep. No, this is definitely not for Evers. Uh, yeah. th- th- there, may, there may be a- an aspect to it where, you know, th- there will be, you know, gangs of people running around trying to, to fight each other. But mm. I, I don't think so far. I mean, everyone that I played with, they were too busy exploring the world. I mean, Wait. it was, it was a Fallout world. It was, Definitely a lot more colorful than your typical Fallout worlds too. I don't know if it's just because it's so soon after the events, mm-hmm. right? Of course, but. we always see everything through the own eyes, but it sounds a lot like War Mode in uh, World of Warcraft these days. Yeah, what's that? No. I don't think Sorry. I'm familiar with that mode. <laughs> <laughs> Care Bear? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I got I got a big old right there. Yeah, no, 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 no right there. But literally, that, yeah. Um, yeah. No yeah, literally today. Yes. No violence, me please. No violence. Uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, other than that, um, back into WoW rating. Um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to push that heroic envelope. Um, and um, uh, and uh, a bit of ESL. I, I did a bit of the stuff on uh, Somerset. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right, Tet, so, you're up next. Uh, what have I been up to besides watching BlizzCon's panels forever? Uh, mainly focusing on World of Warcraft. Uh, I finally got my, um, Ted's been, you know, done, done with the rep grind. Now he's like waiting for mission table things to come up to finish the two achievements that he needs to do for the mission table. So he's kind of in, in passive mode when raids not on, mm-hmm. uh, but on my Alliance tune, you know, cause you got to see both sides of the story. Uh, I just finished all the reputations over there. So that character is now fully exalted with all the, all the tunes. Um, I did the dark iron uh, dwarf unlock, which was absolutely fun to go back and, and uh, see some of that content. So I've got a uh, black iron. What did I do? Oh, I did the paladin for the mount. Um, and I'm probably also going to do a shaman because their sh- their uh, totems look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the on the horde side now, I'm focused with all the announcements from eight one, eight one five, eight two, eight two five coming out. Now I've got to quickly level my blood elf rogue to one twenty, so she's ready when the heritage armor comes out. I can unlock that, and then uh, I think that's it because I've done all the allied races. Um, I still need to uh, level my Magar um, Shaman mm-hmm. uh, to level uh, for her uh, heritage armor, which looks awesome. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been having fun doing that. Dabbled a little bit in Star Wars. And actually, with all the BlizzCon talk and everything, we'll get into it later. But it got me back into Diablo 3. So I am leveling a seasonal uh, Diablo Necromancer. And... I had not played one before. Oh my God, that class is amazing because it's like, do you like 
explosions do you like skeletons do you like yeah just lots of stuff it's it's yeah it's amazing to just wade in and just start you know you just see this corpse explosion trail go through as all the mobs die which leave new corpses which then explode which you know kill more mobs which leave more corpses and right. you wipe out an entire map it's it's amazing Sweet. so yeah I'm, ha- I'm having fun doing that um that's pretty much pretty much what i've been focused on is that uh what have you been up to mccall besides acam oh yes i i passed my acams thankfully yeah. um Hey, um, ACAMS is Association of um, Anti-Money Laundering Specialists. Certified Anti-Money Laundering. Certified Anti-Money Laundering Specialists. So that was my last few weeks studying for that thing, which was the worst test imaginable. When I heard you talk about that, my first thought was, so you're going to learn how to launder money? Really? Yeah, I I can show you. (laughs) Yes, I actually know how to launder money. And I also know the signs of laundering money. Hence, you know, I'm good at my job. You got to know how to do it if you're going to prevent it. Exactly. Exactly. Of course, here's where I go. Hey, can I hold your wallet? Yeah. (laughs) Here, hold my beer. Anyway, yeah, um. I don't have a beer. No one brought me one. Anyways, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so last show, I happened to mention that I had a bit of an implosion with my my uh, weekend group in D and D. And Monday, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to online. I'm talking to Mew's wife, um, Jen, and our good friend Amy. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about putting a post out saying, hey. You know, looking for a group, experienced D&D player, um, find myself in one game right now, and I'd like like to be in a little more. And I really hesitated to, because I've usually when I do this post, I get a response. Oh, yeah, I want to play. I want to. I'm looking for a game, too. I want to play. I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, no, I'm looking for a game. I don't want to hear. I want to play also. I'm looking for. I'm looking. Yeah, I have a spot. Mm -hmm. Um, So. And I almost didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to, I'll put it out there. I'll, I hate doing it, but I'll put it out there. So a few minutes later, um, my friend Molly, who is a tadpooler, messages me. Hey, remember that one shot I was doing this summer? Well, it's no longer a one shot. Um, I'm going to, do you want me to see if you can play? Like, sure. A few minutes later, I get a, you know, get a group message from with her on the DM. Hey, Mike, this is, this is my, you know, this is my friend. She wants to play. Do you think we can let her, you know? So I had a group within a few minutes. Cool. And they play on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday um, from one to five hour time. So in the middle of the day where I was playing in the evening, but that's fine. I can make stuff work and it doesn't go to the podcast. It backs up, you know, there's an hour in between if we play on Sunday but we weren't going to play last week because of BlizzCon. Like, all right, not a biggie. It's cool. I have time to work on my character. Sat on a a uh, cleric of the knowledge um, domain. He has, some, and it's really cool because there's a lot of homebrew stuff, which I'm I'm all into that. Um, there's it has a steampunk influence. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> We're starting at the same level as the character that I just retired. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. Um, chose a custom a custom race that he has, which are uh, blessed, which is basically Azimir, um, mm-hmm. or but a little less, but more human. Hey, cool. So here's a god I want. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, you do know though. Also, if you want, we could probably make the god of time um, a knowledge based god. I'm like, huh. I also just gave up a time mage. Okay. I <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually who I kind of want. Place. I'm sorry. 
pieces falling into place. Yeah, I'm like that's kind of what I wanted. Okay, yes, that sounds lovely. I was gonna make her a librarian. He's like, you know, I have this hook for you. They got hired by a professor. She could be his assistant and a student. I'm like, and the time major that I just gave up was a college student. <laughs> like, okay, this is getting weird, but sure. And then Sunday after BlizzCon, one of the players pops up. Hey, we're playing today, right? And I'm like, oh, Michael said we're not because you have BlizzCon. And Michael pops in, you know what? If everyone's available, we can play. I'm like, wait, you mean I have a game group that actually says we're playing in the last minute instead of we're not playing in the last minute? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm all for this. So we finish up my character. Um, and then we start. And he's like, oh, by the way, just a heads up. We kind of have a Lovecraftian theme going on here. I'm like, Perfect. <laughs> you mean the 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 indie character that I just gave up that was originally a, a Cthulian warlock? Okay, so it was kind of <laughs> like something took like all these things that I needed to deal with, you know, and kind of smash them together into one game. And here's like the really cool thing: it's we know when we're not playing. We're not playing the next two weeks, but we knew ahead of time. So I'm very excited about all this. So that is my. My D my D and D tangent, and hopefully Yay. tomorrow our uh, Monday night game will get back up and going too. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, which is yo, actually, it's almost all AIE people. There's a lot of there's um Kenny's in it. Um, Elkarth is in it. Our friend Vakella's in it. Um, we have uh, our DM is not is not uh, a member of AIE and um. For those who are new, when he would uh, occasionally show up, feelings is also in the raid or in the D and D group. So, so that that's what I've been doing: rolling dice and finally not studying for a test. <laughs> so let's quickly go over the news because I know we have a lot to talk about when it comes to BlizzCon. A I E news. Now with guests also doing stuff. Anyways. <laughs> All right, in streaming and guild po podcast news, uh, Sotor Escape Podcast 265 lies live Osis flyby. This week, Seema Max the Gray did a live tour of the new planet of Osis on the PTS, which is, you'll find out in the Sotor news, coming out soon and looks awesome. And also in Escape Podcast 266, there's only pieces. Nice play on words there, Max. Seema and Max the Gray continue to slice the Flesh Raiders and other wildlife to pieces on Tython <laughs> as they get back to their Jedi story progress. Very fitting. Yep. Alrighty. And Nomad News, specifically Destiny 2. Um, as we mentioned, a lot of guildies are taking advantage of the free game offer running now through the 18th. The uh, See the Destiny channel in um, our uh, Discord. Uh, for discussion of guild support and getting things going and getting geared progression and on to the, the end game. Um, so uh, for those not in the know, uh, there is a, if you have a battle account, you can claim a free copy of destiny Two year one. And that's everything. Um, it does not include the new expansion forsaken. Um, also known as year two. Yeah. Cool. But and, it's a it's a permanent game. You get to play it forever. Yep. That part of it, and of course, you can build on it, which is what Blizzard's interested in. But it's very important to note that yes, you can only climb it through the 18th. But after that, you can keep playing, which is why Correct. I was willing to do it with my son. And my first thought when I look at these notes was, 
we have a Destiny 2 clan? Yep, we do. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, definitely going to look yep. at that. Yep, yep, it is. It is um, it definitely needs a little bit more activity, which this is this is definitely going to help. And to further help that, um, as we have here, if you find yourself enjoying that free game you just got, there is currently a refer a friend event where existing players with Year Two Forsaken can invite those that have gotten the free copy, or if they just happen to buy the Year One copy themselves, and invite them into Forsaken uh, Year Two. Um, you, if you play together. You can earn all kinds of fun rewards. Uh, these include an exotic sniper rifle, a ship, and even an exotic sparrow for those that refer multiple friends. So, yeah. highly recommended. If you if you find yourself liking Destiny Year One, go ahead and hit somebody up that you might play with or would like to play with, and say, "Hey, refer me so we can do the Forsaken stuff." Perfect. I think yeah. we've got a great <laughs> opportunity there because I'm looking I'm looking through my friends list to see who else is playing Destiny 2. I was surprised to see how many of my AIE friends are playing. They're low level, so clearly they're taking advantage of the free uh, the free opportunity. So I think, yeah, we, we uh, I, I guess we can probably uh, expect to see if we can get the word out, especially uh, some more people joining that clan. And let me tell you, I, I, I've been playing World of Warcraft. I think most people in the guild know that I, that's my game. I've been playing World of Warcraft for a long time, and I don't play a lot of consoles or that sort of thing, but this game is gorgeous like yeah. I go back to wow and go oh wow this is i mean it's it's nice and i love it but it's almost ugly compared to destiny 2 that is one beautiful game. Polished. yeah the destiny 2 is the high polish sheen futuristic you know metal reflection stuff that wow doesn't do um the other thing is if you are interested in year two it is 25 percent off through tomorrow so oh, perfect. It, okay jump in now yeah. I do have to ask real quick. I'm actually contractually obligated because you mentioned exotic Sparrow. Um, Sparrow needs to know if there's fishing in this game. Uh, And he's fishing for exotic things, perhaps? I mean, here, Mo, we want Sparrow in the game. Stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's water. um, And and you can do stuff with the water and catch things in the water. So, sure, why not? Okay, awesome. So, Sparrow, there you go, buddy. There's your water. You can use water that's fishing, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And in uh, other news, uh, Fallout 76, as we mentioned earlier, um, there may be a few few guildies diving into Fallout 76 starting November 14th. That's only in a few days. Uh, The beta seemed to go well enough, and I personally am looking forward to exploring the radiated wilds of West Virginia. Uh, there is a. It, this is basically the multiplayer Fallout experience, Fallout Four in particular. So, if you're a Fallout fan and want to play with your fellow guildies, please feel free to join in. We're waiting. Awesome and mandatory fun night. We have a schedule, and remember, the fun is mandatory. The attendance is not. On Monday, we have Guild Wars Two at nine thirty Eastern Time. On Tuesday, Sotor at nine p.m. Eastern Time. On Friday. We have both ESO and Final Fantasy XIV at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On Saturday, we have SGO at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Saturday, we have New Braid at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. And speaking of New Braid, I love those transitions. We right? decided they decided to be brave and left behind the safety of Velifar to actually venture into Aldir normal mode last night. And they managed to get three of eight bosses before Vectus ended our rampage. Yeah. Vectus is. Yeah. Um, a ton of fun was had, And they're looking forward to trying again next week. So card, tell us what happened last night. Yeah. So, right. um, 
As many of you may know, I help out a lot with New Braid uh, every week, and uh, we always have a great time. And uh, you mentioned Sparrow, and I want to thank Sparrow yep. for starting this and Thanks, uh, getting this going because it's it's been a it's been a great experience for uh, uh, got me into rating, and uh, I'm happy to uh, to help out with it and give back to things. But uh, in BFA, we've it's been very popular. We've been full or almost full every week. We started in LFR, which limited us to 25 people, but by going into normal now, we've got up to 30. We've got room for 30. We had 27 last night. So there's been lots of participation, lots of people who are interested in coming and learning in this very, you know, low stress environment. Uh, it's been it's been great, and we've had a lot of laughs. Uh, the great thing about New Braid is because you know there's not that pressure there. There's a lot of opportunity to enjoy ourselves, a lot of opportunity to laugh at things. Um, lot, you know, just there's never that, you know, that criticism, that pressure, like, oh, I'm not letting, I'm, I'm letting everybody down or anything like that. So it's, it's been a, a ton of fun. And, um, uh, but, uh, you know, so we've been doing LFR and been very successful. We actually got, uh, we got Cahoon down twice in LFR, which was, which was cool. Nice. So it gave everybody an opportunity to, uh, to, you know, to be introduced to that. And the thing about uh, Old Year this time around, I was actually talking to one of the devs uh, at, at BlizzCon, and he was talking about Old Year in general and the new, um, uh, the first raid in any expansion, sort of their introductory one, the one that they want everybody to sort of get used to to raiding again. Um, and so they built it kind of this way. But the great thing about Old Year is that even in LFR, a lot of the dynamics are still there. A lot of the mechanics are still there. It's about 80% of them. So LFR really prepared us pretty well uh, to do... Uh, uh, to do normal going forward. So we one-shot Talek, got him no problem. Uh, we had a little bit of fun on Mother and got her on the <laughs> second one. <laughs> uh, as anybody who's been in Old Deer knows, there's been a trash up to the next one, so we laughed our way yeah. through that. Uh, one-shot Fetid. Fetid Devourer is not a mechanically complicated fight, but it's always your test of do you have enough DPS, and it was great to know that we did have that because yeah, that set us up for Vectus, and we had hope going into Vectus, and we wiped four times. But yeah. <laughs> that's okay because Vectus is really a uh, uh, that's where the mechanics start to ramp up really in Old Deer and uh, and and honestly, um, since since New Raid is a learning raid, part of learning to raid is learning how to wipe and learning how to recover from that and and understanding that wiping is learning and and that sort of thing. And we hope that by sort of keeping everything fun and 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 upbeat, even in the face of wiping four times that we keep that positivity going and that we, that we welcome people into rating, whether they decide to keep rating with new braid or whether they decide to move on to one of the other groups. Awesome. Uh, that's really our objective. So. Awesome. Thank you for that update. Yeah. I think um, what's the, cause you can go to Vectus or you can go to. Zekvaz is the other one. Yeah. Zekvaz. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We did Vectus first and then went over to Zekvaz and actually found Zekvaz easier after doing, um, after doing Vectus first because it taught the personal responsibility. And then when you go to Zekvaz, you're like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Stay out of this. Drop the puddles here. Go. We're good. Yeah. So a lot of the reason I think that we went, uh, we decided to go toward Vectus is because Vectus is structurally the same fight. The mechanics are all the same. Uh, it's just a ramp up of the damage and, uh, you know, and his hit points. Uh, when you go to Zekvaz, he's probably the big outlier in Uldir in that he doesn't in, uh, introduce a couple of new mechanics, specifically in the ads. And so we sort of decided, and uh, the and the uh, orb catching, of course, is, becomes even more important yeah. in that one. So, uh, so we thought that since a lot of people uh, were there with us and had been there a couple of the, the previous weeks, that we wanted to sort of stick with something that was mechanically a bit more similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have every hope that next week we'll get uh, uh, we'll get Vectus down, and then we'll move on to Zekfaz and have even more fun. Yep. 
And the other thing that really helps is that uh, that stacking stacking buff, but it's actually a debuff to the to the content. So as as you get people through that, and as they get a piece of the older gear. Uh, older Azerite gear that has that on that it makes it easier and that's what we've we've found is we've been able to pro- progress further the more people got the gear and the higher those stacks went so yeah yeah that's that's re-origination array so exactly yep, yep. yep. all nice. right what else we have come on up here Ted. yep and in december community events do you like fighting the alliance of course you do of course we have coop set for wintervale no date yet no date yet but keep an eye on the uh aie-guild.org website and uh, also the discord Perfect. and there will be a time after time walking event on december 7th at 9 p.m eastern also known as server time they're going to do lich king Alduar time walking raid details will be Posted to the blog, and since they fixed everything, so you can actually save lockouts, should be much easier. It will um, be to be remembered. Yep. Uh, November officer play date, November thirtieth at ten p.m. Eastern. We are having an Overwatch night, and everyone Ooh. is invited. Come to get to know your fellow officers outside of WoW. And let's see how many custom games and groups we can get going. I'm calling dibs on Ash because, damn. All right. Uh, <laughs> right. Raid. Yeah. And there is a Raid Bank pilot program. This program is doing really well, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback. So if you're interested in applying for a Raid Team Guild Bank tab, uh, please email us. If you are the leader of a Raid Team that might be interested in this program once it's approved or have questions or feedback about such a program, please email us with the details, such as your Raid Team name, the Raid Leader's name, and your preferred AIE co-guild. Right. Good stuff. Right. Yep. Oh yeah, I was gonna I, say is um, card. You said you had a little bit of experience with uh. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that uh, yeah. the the new pilot program. Um, my uh, Ray team, uh, better late than never, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we've been piloting this along with Dojo of Awesome, and we found it incredibly useful to have. Uh, it's it's just great for not having to coordinate materials. You know, if you've got something useful, you just dump it in the bank. You need something useful, you know, that to help the raid, you just pull it out of the bank. Uh, it's made coordination and um, uh, especially on the consumable side a whole lot easier. And this is crucial, of course, in uh, in BFA because the cost of everything is gigantic. Somebody did the oh. calculations. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Back. Somebody did the calculations a while back and said that for a night of for like three hours and it was like fifteen pulls or something along those lines, fifteen wipes of progression cost thirty thousand gold per raider. Yeah, uh, worth of mass. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. So, so having the guild bank there and facilitating that movement of, you know, I'm an expert in this and I can gather this and that sort of thing has been fantastic. So, if you're interested, it's really a fantastic resource for people. Very cool. Absolutely. All right, then on to ESO. Uh, for those not aware, there is our free trial of ESO Plus service that starts Thursday, eleven fifteen, and runs until Wednesday, eleven twenty one. The trial will allow free access to all of the DLC packs, the crafting bag, which is the most important part, honestly, uh, costume dyes, and a 10% increase in experience in gold earnings. It's a great way to check out some of the benefits of the paid subscription. And honestly, it's for that craft bag. Like, even if you aren't going to be playing a lot, log in once so that it puts all of your stuff in the craft bag because that alone is worth the free. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. So at least log in once with these Jira characters, get get your stuff in the craft bag. You will just revel in all the extra space you have suddenly. 
Um, <clears throat> also on 11-15th, the Clockwork City Celebration event begins and runs until 11-21. Uh, during this time frame, double mats will be harvested from crafting nodes. There will be double reward boxes for completing daily quests, and the drops from all boss fights will double as well. Uh, during this event, you can earn two event tickets from the first daily quest to help you purchase the Indric feathers needed for the new Indric mount. Uh, mandatory fun is, of course, on that Friday, 11-16 at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll focus on the Clockwork City Zone due to the celebration event. Awesome. Um, and if um, in STO news, if you haven't created an Age of Discovery captain, it is highly recommended. You start out in the timeline of the Discovery show. Uh, the story they put in there is really good. And there's even a ref reference to some of the other cadets with names that you should recognize if you're watching the show. Also, Black Friday is coming up, so there are sales. They always have some great deals at the Sea Store, from bonus zen if you purchase it, to discounted ships, to special packs, and lots of other stuff. Currently, the Phoenix Prize Pack um, are back, but you only have until tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time to claim uh, one or buy them with the lithium. So, you know, do that now. Um, there is also a 20% sale on all Lobby store items until tomorrow at 10 a.m. as well. Um, and until December 6th, a lifetime subscription is $100. Um, so currently only... So currently only $199. Oh, lifetime is $100 off? Or is $100 instead of $199? I will have to look and see what he actually meant. Sorry, I, I was copying notes. I think it's normally about $300. So okay. yeah. So it's $100 off. There we go. Yep. And if you're debating this and waiting for a sale, it is now on sale. And again, that is through December 6th. Awesome. Tis the season for sales. Yes. <laughs> All right. And in SWOTOR news, speaking of space uh, shenanigans, wait, no, we haven't got to Eve yet. Okay. SWOTOR news. Gotcha. Uh, patch 5.105.x. Let's see. Yeah, 5.x, that's what Max calls it. <laughs> V.v.x, that's what he calls it. All right. Is dropping on December 11th. It's a big update, lots of guild stuff in it. Uh yeah, if you're interested, they actually uh are doing guild leveling and guild perks and stuff that we've seen WoW try and do and a couple other games try and do. So we'll see how successful Star Wars is at it. It looks interesting. There's lots of ton of stuff to contribute to it. Um, just take a look at the patch notes. Look at the the recent blog post that uh, Eric Musco's posted. Uh, it looks like it's going to be definitely a very fun activity and bring the guild uh, even closer together to hit some of those goals. Um, in our November mega event is coming up on November 30th. We promise no one will die on us this time. <laughs> uh, really? I don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the December mega. Nobody dies. Eh, you know, December mega is also go beware. There might be snowballs involved. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> more details as we get closer, just for those that don't know, uh, they do a life day celebration, uh, you know, in December along with everything else, but there's a snowball event where you can go to Narshada, go into a couple of the areas and you throw snowballs and overheating droids. And it's a really good way of leveling up your command XP. So if you still got a couple tunes that you're trying to get to 300, now's the time to do it when that event comes up, because it's, it's fun to just sit there and chat, run around with everyone, throw snowballs at things. It's, it's awesome. Yep. All right. And last night they also had 
Slotor Unite, which was all the Slotor podcasters united for a night, and they took on the gods from the machine operation. AIE was well represented by Max, Seema, Marcus, and last minute fill in was Corley. They went for about four hours and had a blast. In the end, Isaacs was still standing, but it, they had a fun night. And there's a video linked in the show t- uh, show notes if you are interested in taking a look. It was a fun event. Sounds like it. All right. So now this is more news for Final Fantasy 15 than 14, but it's related. Um, on December 6, uh, 12th, um, if you happen to have a copy of Final Fantasy 15, you'll be able to participate in a fun side quest where Final Fantasy 14 invades Eos. Um, there will be a Makoti adventurer, which is uh, curiously still in her starter gear. So I'm not sure how she managed to, to tra- trans and get over there. But um, uh, she will be chasing down the primal Garuda. Um, hopefully Noctis will return the favor and visit us in Yorzia. Awesome. Hey, Link, is there any Eve news going on? Is there some Eve news? You know, nothing <laughs> really important ever happens in Eve. Okay, good night. Except for <laughs> like betrayal, heartbreak, effects, <laughs> corpus getting kicked out of the alliance and leaving the alliance, so it's now free for all. And you know, you know, we have this saying. You guys mentioned Mega because we have our own hashtag Mega, where we're making Eve great again. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and, and just you know, just you know, um, this Tuesday there's this little winter update called Onslaught that's coming. So remember last time I was on, we talked about all those structures that are coming online and all that PVE content's going on. And yes, yes, we happen to be involved in another war in Eve. Go figure. <laughs> and we just maybe, maybe making a new home for ourselves again. Again, murder, ho- okay. murder hobos, murder hobos. All right, I'll get the bat- booming box moving. Not ready. Because if, because if there's something that we're really good at, it's moving. Well, besides moving, is stomping on the necks of unsuspecting tiny alliances. Because why not? <laughs> so, All right. So there you go. So and also, there's a little bit of a Easter egg for your folks, as I'm calling it now. There will soon be a very hilarious. Hilarious kill mill that's coming uh, for for you know for strategic opsec that I can't talk about or say. It's going to be glorious. Awesome. No, because because like keeps going after he pulls the Johnson, so it's oh, down. True. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So he says I can't talk go, about it, and then talks about it anyway. Right, yes. right, right. I'm yeah. known for pull, pulling. I, I'm known for <laughs> chain. Johnson. Chain pulling Johnson. Johnson. Oh, we're not going to go into what that means. No. Right. Moving on. It's not after hours yet. All right. In Lord of the Rings news. <laughs> the legendary server is opening. Um, the legendary server opening something that AIE team is just jumping on. Um, we're, it's kind of described as wow, classic Elotor. Um, there's a guild there and a handful of people kicking off old school character, new old school characters. Uh, there's information on that at Lotor's website, um, lotor.com slash en slash legendary. Um, only VIP and VIP livers can access them, and we're strongly and we're effectively starting over all at once. Um, Hell God, the first, um, 
Helgarod, the, the first raid back in the day, will be the ultimate goal of after hitting uh, level 40. Currently, AIE is on Anor, but they uh, want to could move to um, Ithil if it warrants the login queues. Um, SSG is offering, by the way, free transfers. So, hey, it's cool. There's actually led for our news, and we're doing something there. True. All yep. right. So, with all that news, and well, normally we'd be wrapping up this show, but we're not going to get into our main topic. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, your uh, BlizzCon, your experiences, and your takeaways. And we're going to go ahead and start with our uh, guests first, because we're going alphabetically. <laughs> I guess that starts with me, huh? Yes, sir. Yep. Um, so, there, so this was my first BlizzCon, and the two things that I took away from it that just really amazed me. So first of all, it was just an unbelievable time. And um, e- even though, you know, whether the announcements were great or the announcements disappointed you or whatever, just to have those people there, just to have those Blizzard devs there uh, to talk about things and to have fun and hang out was just an unbelievable experience. And I, I you know, I've got to get back to it. And I'm, you know, I might talk about how, you, how I might be able to pull that off. But um uh, just, you know, the possibly the best thing was that you go there and you're surrounded by, we found out later, 40,000 people, uh. all of whom have the same interests you do. I mean, there's only five games in, in, in the Blizzard universe. So the chances that you play a game that they do are incredibly good, high, yeah. you know, so you're, and they're clearly passionate about it. They were willing to spend this kind of money to be there. So they love it. They love talking about it. They love socializing about it. You've got something in common with everybody. So right from the get go, right when I got there on con before the storm, uh, Thursday night, you know, sit down next to a bunch of people, you know, all I was doing was taking a load off my feet and boom, you're in a conversation, you know, and then you're exchanging Twitter handles and stuff. Uh, it was fantastic. And that happened all through the, uh, all through the entire experience. Yes. People seem to forget or think, Oh, I'm going to go to this convention and just going to go watch all the games, not realizing that the actual kind of jewel within the convention is actually meeting folks that you usually wouldn't meet or right. meeting folks that you've been playing for decades with. And only now getting to meet them, going, "Hey, I remember you," and just kind of yeah. reminiscing, just kind of talking. Yep. So it's a, that whole social and, component. And of course, some of the people that you run into are, you know, not just you know other players, but um, we're hanging out. Uh, I was I was hanging out with Lank. He's on my screen over there. I was hanging out with Lank on uh, Friday night, I guess it was, and you know everybody, you know, it's getting late and people are kind of leaving. And then I look over, and who's sitting there? But the guy who now runs Wow. You know, John Haight is sitting there at, in the uh, in the Marriott lobby having a drink, mm-hmm. and you know he's talking to a couple people. But I stood there a little bit, and he notices me, and I got twenty minutes with the executive producer. Wow, you know, oh nice, and he, yeah. and he was nothing but gracious. He was nothing but eager and willing to give of his time. I mean, this is literally midnight. You know, right. uh, eager to give of his time, eager to talk about whatever I was interested in. Um, I, I will I will give one recommendation. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this because they were like, well, "What do I talk?" the devs about and what i realized is that you know a lot of us want to give sort of complaints or we want to give feedback you know this doesn't work that doesn't work the other doesn't work um but what i found really worked well was to ask questions you know why does this work this way so i'll give you one example i talked to one of the devs about the trash around zool if anybody's done the zool encounter uh in old there there is literally i'm not exaggerating 20 minutes of trash before oh, yeah. Zool. Right. So I asked, you know, why is that? Why is that? And they explained it to me. You know, they explained why, you know, that that why that is the case, you know. And so now I understand and it makes a little more sense. And maybe I agree, maybe I disagree. But when we don't know what's going on, we make up all these, you know, Blizzard doesn't care, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to them and you 
have an opportunity to ask them why is that the case. I think it makes a whole lot more, you know, usually you get some kind of answer. And we found this, of course, with Ian Hazakosis, who, by the way, was also in the Marriott, uh, uh, wow. the Marriott lobby for a while. Um, we found with Ian Hazakosis, he usually has an answer, but sometimes you don't like that answer. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. But at least you ask those questions. And so when you're sitting there and they're doing these, these dev Q&As and, you know, they don't get to your question, maybe remember that one for BlizzCon and you have a chance to talk to them about it the next time around. Yeah. Because yeah, you never know. You know, they might be right next door while you're having a drink going, oh, hi. Hey, I got a question. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, it, and it, you know, and, and it's one of those things that it's like, as you mentioned, it's not this like. You know, there's a lot of things of like people will say, oh, well, there's you know, blizzards detached. No, they're not. They're sitting right next to you. They're hobnobbing right next to you. They're 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 ordering a burrito right next to you. Mm-hmm. Right. From the BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Unless you're at the burrito truck. Okay. <laughs> yep. yep. And, not uh, your fault, but. <laughs> the other cool thing was talking about the devs um, that I I actually reached out to a couple of them on Twitter uh, the day before, maybe a couple of days before, because they're uh, so I have a particular interest. I'm a server engineer by profession. So I was interested in some of that tech stuff. And that's not the kind of thing they talk about in panels. So if there's things that, that people are interested in that there's not a panel about, if you can find that person at Blizzard who is interested in that, who does that, and you want to talk to them. Um, I had a couple of two-hour sessions, I kid you not, two-hour sessions with people who work on World of Warcraft talking about tech stuff, or one of them was geeking out about Hunter stuff, which is, which is also my thing. you know. Um, and they were perfectly willing to sit there and talk to us about, about all of this stuff. So you have this opportunity to talk to these specialists and make these arrangements in advance uh, as well. So that's another great thing that you can do. There really are interested in talking to you about this stuff especially some of the less some of the some of the people who don't get as much face time um who don't get the opportunity to to talk to you know up on the stage and stuff they want to talk right. about this too because they really are passionate about what they do very cool so like just an aside what was the thing with the food truck you couldn't go to the food truck oh. unless you had a con badge so yeah and then this was something that wasn't that was unexpected and actually you know was a, a little bit of a bummer but we worked our way around it uh because of security concerns uh, they were required they they went ahead and fenced the area around the food trucks which kind of sucked uh but yeah. you know, what are you gonna do welcome to the new reality that is <coughs> where we go not to get too much into politics yeah uh but you know yeah. it's, you know we just kind of roll with it um, and we kind of adapt as we usually do, because like half of BlizzCon is just making stuff up as you as as you know you, you come across it. I mean, yeah, you I know there were a couple people that drove down to do the food trucks, and because they didn't have a badge, they couldn't get in. So yeah, yeah. so what we ended up doing was we had a little bit of a meetup next to the Sheridan because there's a quite little area next to the Sheridan pool that's just full of tables. Mm-hmm. So oh, perfect. Uh-huh. So we had we still had the meetup there. Um, Grim, Mezzotti, Senior Geek, aka Gary from formerly mm-hmm. Elon right. mm-hmm. um, and Yep, he's now with Disney. Yes, uh, and we just you know had lunch there and hung out and talked about stuff. But you know that because of the changes to security, that's what we had to do. We had to to make it. Gotcha. Yeah, and it, and it just means that for next year, because uh, one of the the issues that you know for various like uh, just logistic reasons we couldn't have the guild hall this year right i can say that if we had if we had had been successful in raising the guild, uh, money for the guild hall and actually run the guild hall it would have been really difficult to run the, with the extra security there so all it is is means that for next year it's going to require some extra bit of talking and in kind of discussing them like actually creating a bit more contingency plans because you know if there's one thing that we learned about blizzcon is that expect the unexpected 
Right. So mm-hmm. we need to work with, you know, with, with when things like this happen, you know, luckily we have Discord, we have Twitter, we're able to kind of be more agile and kind of, you know, having these these meetups on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. we still had our Friday night meetup. We had the Saturday meetup. And of course we had the very traditional Tiffy's let's have breakfast in carbo load the next day. Yep. Uh, but you know, it, we, it didn't mean that we couldn't get together and talk with each other. We still could. And if you were more creative about it. Right. Right. Yeah. And if there's, if there's one thing that I've learned about like the folks in AIE is like, we're creative, we're creative, we're troubleshooters. It's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, look, there's a problem. Hi, right, let's take care of this. Let's fix yep. that. Let's be subversive and figure things out. So, so there, you know, you know, so it, it you know, yes, it was a little bit of a bummer. Yes, it kind of like sucked, but again, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You adapt. adapt and adapt and overcome. Oh wait. Yep. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And but even with all of those challenges, you know, got an opportunity to meet a lot of people that I played with in game. Hi, Grim. You know, for a long time, um, got to talk to them, put some names to faces, you know, that sort of thing, and voices, of course. Since yeah, voices yeah. Is, a, is part of it. You know, we still had a great time. We still got to connect with each other. Um, uh, we had some uh, interesting conversations, right, Lank, about uh, what we might do next year. So um, yeah, yeah. Some uh, exciting I, I, stuffs I, coming up. I, I definitely love to uh, to help out with that. So uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we can make some so, things so happen we'll, next year. We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. And to the point again, it's it, for AI. It's always been kind of a social thing. I mean, right. uh, you know, completely unexpected. I uh, I ran into Nakar uh, mm-hmm. at the He was there with his wife and his son. And uh, you know, Nakar is someone I used to run back in the old days. So that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I know, and and it's like it's like oh, I remember we used to raid Karazhan together back in. Wow, right? You know, we were talking about the days of. Uh, of Tark and, and you know, how he would like, we would, we would play DJs back then. And it was great. Cause he had his, I believe his son is now 14. So when we were first raiding, his son was sitting on his knee mm-hmm. watching daddy raid. And here we are talking to this 14 year old, we're talking strategy on raiding and we're actually talking the game. And it's just like, man, I'm old. But, <laughs> right. But really, so but it's really cool. It, it, it not only shows the the longevity of the game, but also the longevity of the community. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are literally almost born into this community right, are right. now coming, you know, coming into it and contributing to it, and and that's beautiful. It's really beautiful to see. It's wonderful to see. And something as somebody who has maybe slightly fewer gray hairs than Lank, but not by a whole lot, uh, that's sort of revolutionary to see. You know, for me, you know, having grown up without the internet, and then suddenly mm-hmm. seeing all of this and. Sure, I've been a part of it forever, but it's it's delightful. It's this wonderful change to see in the, in the world. It's really interesting, though. You know, you're talking about what are you putting those names to your faces? Because very much AIE is your fan is our online family, and it's kind of a very surreal feeling being in the same room with your family, being in the same place with these people that you have interacted with for years, that you've rated with for years, that you've been communicating with for so long. And now you're together. And that's like the be- the best thing about BlizzCon, the best thing about, you know, any of any of those, you know, events, you know, tackle the same type of thing is yeah, it's not just walking into your guild chat and saying, Hey, how you guys doing? It's oh my gosh, it's yeah, around your- the table at Tiffy's and it is, you know, it's guild chat. Yeah, it, it's yep. like, you know, when you're playing WoW or any game within the IE, you know, you, you focus on the game, you're talking game specific stuff. But well, you get together at BlizzCon or any kind of meetup, really, with, with the folks you play, and you were able to expand the conversation, get to know a little bit better. I mean, uh, you know, Cardinal and I were busy talking, like, 
business economics, the, the, right. the business of video games, cognitive psychology. Yeah. Was another topic on Friday night, you know, yeah, right, right. you talk yeah. about in good chat all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of stuff like, it's like, Oh, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, what, what is like, you know, like, like Jungian concepts of like, you know, social, social constructs. And right. You know, kind of like, and it's like, wow, Cardinal, you're smart. <laughs> Right. Oh, boy, do I have you fooled. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what, one thing I was thinking about, though, uh, in, in the context of all of this is sort of that um, what we have in relationships really is they're ba- they're mostly based on shared experiences, mm-hmm. you know. And in the past, the only way to really have a shared experience with anyone was to be physically well, present be with there. them. Right. And yeah. this is the first time possibly in human history, I haven't thought the whole thing through, but possibly in human history when we can have significant shared experiences with other people and not have seen them. You know, and that's a remarkable change. Significant, um, um, immediate experiences because certainly yes, real time. Yeah, we had pen pals, we had mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but and you know, that's something that started when we were all you know younger with message boards and such. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but yeah, no, it's amazing where you can you can have a very close friendship with somebody who you're never in the same room with. Mm-hmm. And then and that's there's... something that amazes me. And then there's, to your point, then you've got that immediacy of they're there. And it's right. almost as if they're more real in, in some strange mental uh, form, more real than they were before. Right. Which is pretty, right. which is pretty weird and pretty, but pretty remarkable at the same time. And I think that's what you mean by, you know, it's a, it's surreal to have them there because you're yeah. used to this interaction, which is with their avatar or in your ears, you know, but right. now it's, you know, with your eyes and you can touch them and stuff like that. It's, right, it's, right. it's delightful. Yeah, you yeah, because you know you know the voice, you know how you know when you're how they're going to react to something. You won't know it's going to happen tonally, but then you can look at okay, that's what their face does when they when they're reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, the case of point where I was sharing a story with uh, with Cardinal about like a few years ago, like six years ago, I took uh, a family friend who have con- who came from Pittsburgh into LA, and I took her to a BlizzCon. And, you know, she was one of the typical kind of like mopey, morose teenage kids who didn't fit in high school. She was kind of artsy and, you know, and, and, you know, she was bullied and it's just, she never kind of fit in. And I take her to BlizzCon and it's just like, there are 40,000 people just like me here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary and exhilarating at the same time. And it's like, yeah, typical meetup. Yep, yeah, yep, and yep. and and to your point, sort of, you know, that awkwardness goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, or is mitigated. I won't say it goes away, right, but that right. awkwardness mm-hmm. is somewhat mitigated because it's suddenly that you know, and you have to watch it a little bit. You know, I, I'm a pretty outgoing guy, so it's not for me. It, you know, this is not my experience, but I think you sort of have to stand back and look at how the interactions go. But once you see that strangers are connecting with each other, that people are having conversations, that people are not getting upset, that they're not, you know, trying, you know, doing that. Hey, how do I get out of here? You know, right. thing with strangers once you see that and you've established that that is in fact how this is going to go then that gives you that that courage to step forward and say maybe i you know i do introduce myself to this person or i just sit next to them and see what they do stuff like that right it gives you the opportunity and and the um the um strength to be your authentic you if you know what i mean right uh because you know for various reasons for whatever like places we work with or or work in or go 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 to school with or get to know you know, you can't really be your authentic self as much as you'd like to be because, oh, they're going to think I'm weird. Oh, you know, they think video games are a silly, crazy thing. And it's just like, dude, do that. Right. Everyone here plays video games. 
and Polly is playing one of the video games you're playing right now. What a perfect opportunity to not only kind of, you know, strengthen those friends and actually make new friends. Very much. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, any other stuff, the non BlizzCon specific stuff we want to go over. I don't know. We, we tend to we tend to ramble, and we you know there's a, we have a lot to talk about, and this is that's not the best part. This is like the best, this is like the heart of AIE part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, me, what oh, about the con before the stuff? Are you saying you want to talk about Diablo Immortal? <laughs> oh, we'll do that in a few minutes. So there'll be some butthurt. I mean, I'm talking about that. Yes, but <laughs> no, it's it's it was you know, it, the typical fun stuff. A lot of our you know fellow guildies actually were on a lot of the podcasts um, panels. For for kind of before the storm slash world of podcasts, and, and it was great to hear. They had some wonderful um, uh, discussions. Uh, they even had a a Blizzard um, uh, employee on there, and it was fun watching him sweat because I used to work with him. It was kind of fun. Oh no! <laughs> they would get asked the hard questions. Uh. Oh, was that what was that James? Yeah. Oh God, he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were making him sweat. He's like, oh, yeah. "Well, my former friend Rob pulled me up here." <laughs> I, love it. I, I swear, I was, I was waiting for uh, Ashley to bust in and go, "No!" Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, but but to your other point, you know, we we know there is a little bit of controversy. Yes, there's issues with like you know people were kind of like a little upset about Diablo and Mortal and supposedly no Diablo Four, but that's been covered to death everywhere yeah. else, and you can read that everywhere else. And you know, we could happily talk about that in th- at length about that offline mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know where we live, right? Yeah, so I, I, you, yeah. you can talk to me, to talk to us right there. But it's I just, will, I will take this opportunity to say one thing about it. It's not really about Diablo, uh, Diablo Immortal, but I can recommend to everybody John Stats's book. I don't know if you've heard about this. This was the Kickstarter that uh, one of the one of the really old school WoW devs did of a book yep. it was called The Developer Diary uh, that he wrote during the development of World of Warcraft originally, and. I recommend it in general, but one of the things he says in the introduction, he says one of the first things he says is, unless you're in the room where these decisions get made, you don't know why they get made. And he said that that was his experience when he first started at Blizzard. That was the first thing he noticed, and it was the first thing he wanted everybody to know is, the reasons these things happen are almost never the reasons anybody thinks so. So when you're talking about this, when you're hearing these opinions, and I agree with Lank that there's, you know, a lot of places that have talked this thing, you know, out to death you know um but remember that remember that you know if you're not in the room where it happened hamilton reference the room where it um, happened happened. yes (laughs) exactly um but you probably don't Don't know why just keep that kind of intellectual humility in mind would be my right yeah i'm sorry to to bring it back to aie there's probably a bunch of baby people playing diablo immortal together because multiplayer and on so look forward to that Mm mm-hmm so, so there you go. All more reason to like kill your battery with friends. Yes, exactly. Very much now, so. Because now I'm going to have to upgrade my phone. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I am a cheap bastard <laughs> and running with like a phone that's two generations back, and now it's like yeah, so do we. I'm going to have to get a newer phone because my battery is garbage. And now, yep. Yep. my friends, thanks again, Blizzard, for making right? money. Yeah. Oh, I love you. <laughs> It's bad enough that I have to build a new like PC gaming rig because I have to, because I'm I'm tired of having to play Overwatch on on Xbox One. Please, <laughs> building, you will play Xbox One with me, please, because 
I need a friend in Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, any of the peripheral BlizzCon stuff before we go into the specifics? Uh, that we had the usual DizCon. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I, with- I've already told I've already told Tet we're going out for that part next year. Yeah. Well, and what it, it just happens that usually that DizCon is also on Dapper Day. Dapper Day. <laughs> And it's it's always a lot of fun, and not only to see your fellow AIE guild members all dressed up for Dapper Day, it's just to see the whole park just full of these people in these dapper outfits. That I mean, it it, it makes you wonder if this is what it looked like back in the fifties, right? Like, now, now is it just Dapper Day in general, or do they have like a specific time frame of where they want you to kind of dress up in? No, I think it's just it's, in general. general. There is. I- I believe the day before or like days before that the actual in Disney event, there actually is kind of like a little mini convention for the Dapper Day stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it was a Saturday. I know for sure at the um, at the Disneyland Hotel because um, Besame was there. Yeah. Cosmetics. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. my, my problem being is if I went to Dapper Day, I'd be like all Gordon Geckoed out because yeah. I actually have nothing that's kind of like old-timey or victoriana or that's yeah. that's the works it's it's the thing is, is you don't have to be old-timey it's just you're dapper whether it's old you're dapper, you're dressed dapper up. or current time dapper it's just yeah period isn't like, victorian dapper not a whole lot more than wear a suit and a top hat exactly <laughs> <laughs> add a cane and a monocle and then you've really got it oh tail yeah. monocle and spats i have spats i mean yeah, I, no, right? do, yeah. do, this, do it a non-worgen form Gilnean would fit right in. Oh, yep. Yes. Did you, did you guys see the Gilnean like yes. clan that was there? There were like six yeah. or seven of cosplayers, and they were they were everywhere together, and they had the whole you know derision for everybody else thing going. It was yeah. the, they had a real character going. It was really fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, these being, are, all, being all elitist and, and and such, he's like, oh, oh. Victorians are very good at that. Oh, yes, yeah. they were very much so. Yep. Yeah, it was a it was a great day. I mean, I I, I even saw some nineteen twenties dapper people there. Yeah, yeah, I, I we definitely were sent that picture and in remembrance of our uh, the meet and greet night for uh, Nerdtacular that year when we did the uh, the uh, Disney yep Disney flapper theme. Yeah, that was pretty fun. So so yeah, that was a great day. Um, and uh, since it, we also happened to have lately at least. Um, BlizzCon's been near Disney. I actually was able to get a, a ticket to the uh, Mickey's Halloween. Uh-huh. So that was fun to 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 go into the park and do trick or treating in the park. Yeah. And Were they still doing awesome. like the haunted ha- like the like the the the, um, the Jack Skellington mansion. like like haunted mansion? Yeah, still? yeah. That's that's what? all that's- through Halloween, and it keeps going past Christmas. That's my. I love it when they do it's, that. I love that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and and that was one definitely one of the things we did on Sundays as a group was we all went into the haunted mansion. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I wish I was there, but I had to work. Yeah, that and it's hard to explain to my wife. Oh, I'm going to go to Disneyland without me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I think that's grounds for divorce. Oh no, well, I've done it to you. Yeah. Well, you see, so you don't understand. So my wife, my wife used to work for Disney. Yeah, yeah. In Imagineering. So, you know, heaven help me if I go in there without her. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Ted's okay with me going without him, but you're right, vice versa. He's in trouble exactly. if he goes in without me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Life isn't fair, but there you go. Yes. All right. So, BlizzCon specific now. What are your guys' 
biggest thoughts. I'm going to go ahead. So, so we watch it from a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to go reverse. Now I'm going to start with you on this one. <laughs> all right. So I watched it obviously on the, the virtual ticket and all the, uh, the hiccups that, that come with that. Um, the only thing I will say is uh, the virtual ticket worked really well. If you wanted to stay on one thing or you knew where the next thing was, but I seem to remember last year, um, you they actually had it in the virtual ticket by stages. So you could just click on, say, I know what I want is on this stage. They didn't do that this year. It was just, you know, here's the, the wow stream. Here's the um, hero stream and stuff like that. So it made jumping to where you wanted to go very difficult to find, to figure it out. But we, you know, we kind of made it happen. So it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but Overall thoughts, really positive. They had a lot of fun announcements. Um, some were expected, you know, Hearthstone expansion. Um, some unexpected, Diablo Immortal. Um, I loved listening to, as you guys were talking about the before the con panels, um, as well as a lot of the BlizzCon panels. The the WoW panels, like the Q&A, the, the Warcraft 3 Reforged panels were awesome. Um, the costume and talent contest was really right, well yeah. done. Yeah, I having Darren DePaul do that, um, just his enthusiasm and everything, and that they took time to talk to everyone. And you know, at least the finalists got to do all that. I thought it was much better than than the previous years that have done. Um and candy. candy, uh candy, 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 yeah. He did that about two times too many. No, all right. Um, but only two. It was usually really yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and then listening to the Warcraft Horde and Alliance voice actor panel was awesome, especially when they brought out the lady that does the a turtle made it to the water. Oh voice. my gosh, she was so she adorable. Was adorable. Yeah, it looked like Heather's grandmother. I mean, it, it, she it, was just, yes. uh, just adorable. Well, let me but, tell you a story about that panel. At the are you going go to ahead. the end? Okay, yeah, because no, no, yeah, I was there, and so I, I was just taking a load off, and that panel happened to be happening, you know, right. nearby. It was up in the Dark Moon Fair, and it was packed as they usually are. But so I'm just kind of listening in, and I'm I'm doing something on my phone, updating Twitter, whatever it was, and then I start to hear the song, and you probably know what the song is, mm-hmm. and it was, of course, you know, uh, the daughter of the sea, and right. the original voice actress whose name escapes me a second. Somebody knows, it, I'm sure, Laura Continue. Bailey. Laura Bailey. Laura yep. Bailey gets up there and she sings live oh, I know. one guitar and five backup singers that song. It was amazing. And not only was it amazing, but I stand up and immediately go, I got to see this. Okay. And I'm watching the entire Dark Moon Fair Hall doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> right. You know, yep. Moving in because they know how amazing the song is, you know, when it's just, you know, when they're recording. And when you see it live and the immediacy of that and the imminence of that is, it, you know, it, it's even more powerful. And I don't know if you can see it. I think you can see it on the VOD. But if you if you haven't, focus in on her face in the last 20 seconds. Yeah. That because yeah. she's just about crying. Uh-huh. And she's oh. an actress. Yeah, you know, these are voice actresses, but their job, you know, what, what did they go into? They went into be actors, actors and actresses. And so, you know, I did a tiny bit on stage. And so you're internalizing that character because you're trying to portray mm-hmm. that character as much as yeah. possible. So she is trying in that moment to feel what Jana Proudmore feels about yeah. betraying her father and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. she portrays that and that makes it just unbelievably powerful. And I'm so grateful I was able to be there for that. Yeah. While you're mentioning that, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that because um, 
Um, this reminds me of when I was there at BlizzCon a few years ago when they did Lament of the Highborn live. Oh, right. Oh, my word. Yeah. That must have been amazing. That, that, and, of course, the con was much smaller then. But I still remember everyone just stopping and turning around. And, like, 20,000 people just stopping and just listening to this, you know, little blonde woman with a guitar singing. Yeah. And, and, and what, you, what you didn't get to know is that, um, you know, she, would, she actually went out, outside and did an encore. And, mm. and that, again, it's just like, it's those little moments where it's like the, I hate to say the, you hate, I hate to use the term stupefaction. Right. But when you're sitting there going, wow. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's like you mentioned in like the daughter of the sea, this is one of those moments as well. Yeah. And, and it just, it, 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 they pop up actually really frequently. And it's one of those things that it's like, you know, use man, you just have to be there to, to catch it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is on that panel, Laura told, um, I forget the the lady's name that runs the the voice actor, but um, she actually told her on stage that she's terrified of performing live. (laughs) The the person didn't know that and had planned all this. And so it's like, yeah, but no, she she absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was it was amazing. That was that was one of my favorite uh, parts. I know Cardinal, you also had a favorite part uh, during one of the panels. <laughs> yeah, um, during the Wow Q and A, I happened to get there a little early, so I had a very good seat for that. I'm you know sitting you know Scott's right there, and it's you know again that's a, there's that immediacy of live, and so it starts, and you know he gets the first question. I think it was Terpster, and then the second question is somebody else, Bro. and the third question is oh that's an interesting voice, and I'm looking to my right. And I'm like, is that who I? And he uh-huh. keeps going, and it's Chris Metzen, of course. <laughs> you know? And yep. the whole place is, you know, it, you probably saw it. You know, yep. they stand up and they're cheering because Chris is back, you know, and this sort of thing. And by the way, special cameo. I don't know if anybody noticed it. I actually watched a lot of this today. Randy Deluxe is yep, right there, yep. right yep. behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we that's his job. Yeah, the front was there, very distinctive. So, um, so yeah, and and when he says, you know, when is the horde getting its reward chief? Back? Oh my god, just, <laughs> you know, and I, I I yelled out, um, that that wonderful video, of course, with Sourfang at the beginning. You know, I want my horde back, right. and I actually yeah. yelled that out. Um, and if you're looking for it, you can hear it on the VOD, but whatever, you know, but that, that, you know, that got everybody moving. And I think Scott mentioned it on the instance as well, that yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody quite like Chris to get that kind of reaction. out. Yeah. Of we talked about it on TMS also, but had the whole mm-hmm. thing transpired and all that. And I also noticed looking at the VOD that they had the red and the blue lights when he calls out to the Alliance and the Horde. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. was planned. Yep. You know, somebody yeah, knew yeah. it was coming. I don't know if Scott did, but somebody knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, listen to TMS. They talked about it. Yeah, someone yeah. on the ball at least. No, Scott, Scott actually asked him that morning, um, hey, can you, you know, do you want to come up and ask a question? And then coordinated it with the Q&A panel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they actually had him. They actually had saved a seat next to Roe, who asked the first question, but Chris was there with his family, and they were further back. So he actually came up from the back for that question, you know, and then they got him off 
yeah. you know, say. afterwards. Oh, but he was incognito. Yep. To tell you how popular Chris was, there's literally a guy walking around after that in the lobby with a sign that said, looking for Chris Metzen. Have you seen Chris Metzen anywhere? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, he looks at me, he does a double take on me because I'm a big bearded guy. And he's right, like, right. Oh, no, you're not <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of the corner there. Oh, no, not, not right. It's like yep. close, but no. Yeah. Well, speaking of, so speaking of wow, um, we had so much wow information. I thought they would like go into maybe a little bit of what was going on in eight two, but they went over what was in eight, what was coming up in eight one, what was going to be in eight one five, some information about what was going on in eight two, and even the new goblin and worgen models would be coming in eight two five. So they got like four patches worth of stuff. Yep, out there. Um, that was awesome. Um, if you get a chance, listen to the Warcraft Three Reforged yeah, panel. Really great. Yeah. When that, they that go through the level of detail of trying to recreate some of the the Warcraft Three graphics, uh, it's amazing because there's there's one part where they actually um, they found out the lighting system in the original Warcraft Three. Um, somebody had missed coloring some of the lights. And when they brought that over to the the new engine, those lights were the wrong color. And they had to go back and actually figure out how to make DirectX kind of break to recreate what the lights originally looked at in the original Warcraft 3. And, mm-hmm. and they were there. that level of detail where they're, you know, doing scene by scene or shot by shot, trying to make sure that everything matches as they remember is just, you know, the amount of time they spend on that is amazing. Yeah. So, um, Hearthstone, uh, you know, we knew an expansion was coming. They did a troll expansion. All yeah, nine. The, look, the, the spirits look really cool. Yeah. So each of the classes will have their own Loa, um, ties into the, the cool. Wow. Stuff. Awesome. Um, Heroes of the Storm, the new hero looks amazing. Uh, I find it interesting that they're actually trying to put lore into the Nexus. Yep. I, you know, I didn't really think it needed lore, but we'll see mm-hmm. where the story goes. That's so. kind of that's kind of what they did with with Overwatch, where they just started with a bunch of characters fighting, and then they added lore. They, yeah, they fill, they fill in the lore, right. and they fill in the holes, and, and now, course, yeah. now, now everyone has, happens to be a diva fan. Yep. Or, yeah. You know, name your favorite like hero here exactly and speaking of overwatch oh my god uh, oh, i would have paid money for that character Ooh, i would have yeah but since they're all included in the game yeah that <laughs> cinematic was amazing yeah. and um i really liked that they took <sighs> what could have been a full character bob and made that someone else someone ultimate right they, yes they yeah did you capture, of course, the, uh, they, they, you know, they, there was the, the character and like the abilities reveal. And of course they had the trailer for reunion. Um, of course the, the, the character lore, of course, as we were talking about lore and finding out that Ash is nothing more than a poor little rich girl who just doesn't like playing by other people's rules. And I'm like, right. 
I could get behind that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Gives you something to identify with. So here's here's another funny story about Ash. Um, happened to catch the like one of the game producers. Uh, he had just done the panel uh, for Overwatch. He had just done the panel on how they create a character. And so I walked up to him later and I was asking him questions. Like I said, they they welcome questions. It was great. Um, but I asked him, so you know, how do you pick the you know which character it's going to be? And he he told the story. And apparently, this is in the Overwatch What's Next panel or something like that, which I. Yep. But he said that they literally, and I thought this was amazing, they literally didn't know what the next character was going to be until they had started that video. And they had those characters. Yeah. So when Jeff says, you know, any of them could have been a great character, and we right. didn't know yep. which one, <clears throat> it was serious. They didn't know which one until that. And Ash comes out as that character because of that video, which I thought was an amazing creative yeah. experience. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see if what they would have done if they actually made the triplets into a character. Right, but, right. Like you said, <clears throat> like, like a, you know... A, and, uh, the dwarves, just like the dwarves in uh, Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, Lost Vikings, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, the Vikings. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's and uh, of course you you know the echoes coming, right, right. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. Then, and then was like, the one I was sure was that. Oh, that's going to be the character. Yeah. And they go, oh, okay, back with that. And of course, coming, but not not yet. Of course, the, yeah. they, they didn't focus enough on the most important character, which was the pie. Right, the, right, the pie. <laughs> I'm so upset about the pie. Yeah, I know. It was so detailed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was. I was hungry just watching him eat the pie. <laughs> yeah. Not get enough screen time. I already won the apple pie. All right. And that was, you know, that was pretty much all the game. Oh, wait. No. Oh, wait. No, no there might be one little. Is there Diablo news? I, I, went, I didn't hear no. anything. Oh. Yeah. Guys, guys, so. we need to actually wrap up the show sometime tonight. <laughs> All right, fine. we're gonna we're gonna leave this. We'll we'll end this on a high note. But be, but before we do, um, no, no, just, go, 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 go. I will. But but what the, what Lank said earlier about Diablo, um, I'm I will say this: the interest, the announcement of Diablo three definitely piqued my or Diablo Immortal piqued my interest in playing Diablo three again. Um, and like I said, I'm playing the seasonal necromancer. Um, all I'm going to say with apologies is I think that was the wrong venue to announce a mobile game in and the decision to make that the final announcement and followed up yeah. with the first Q&A panel just didn't work for me. Um, I really, I, you know, I know a couple people on the CM team. I feel sorry that they and the dev team um, are having to deal out with deal with the fallout of that. But um I'm really excited to try out the game, see how it plays. I love that they're doing the the time between D2 and D3. And, you know, more lower is always good. And, Cardinal, you said, and I, I saw it as well, that uh, Wyatt Chang was in the, the Marriott or the Hyatt for like three hours talking to anyone that mm-hmm. wanted to ask. Yeah, Saturday night, Wyatt Cheng was in the was in the lobby in the Marriott for three hours, taking any questions, any criticism, anything anybody wanted to throw at him. And I wanted to I wanted to give him props for that. Ian Hazakostas was there as well. I don't think it was for as long. I didn't see him as much, but but the upshot is that even when they know, and you can tell from the the interviews he did, like right afterwards, and some of the press that came out right afterwards, that they were a little surprised by the negative reaction. But even in in the in the face of that negative reaction, they were still brave. They were there. They were available, and they were listening. And I, think so. put, I think you nailed it. They were brave. Uh, a lot of yeah. video game companies were. They, there is a. There's a small like when there's a oops. It's very easy to kind of you know you know go ahead and pull back and not engage with the storm. But he was a guy who sat stand stood there in the lobby for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And said, you know what? <clears throat> okay, I understand it. I get it. 
But hear, hear me out. Yeah. Explain to what was going on. Not a lot of companies do that. No. I was amazed at his his reaction to the, the when they snuck that Q and A question in because mm-hmm. the guy oh. had a different question and he and he changed it yeah. at the last yeah. and he they responded pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm sure that they practiced some of those. Like, you know, hit me with the worst Q and A question you could, and let's see yeah. how we get a right. reaction out of there. But yeah, I wasn't even going to mention that guy because he doesn't deserve any screen time. Yeah. No, but but yep, totally but, agreed. But at the end of the day, they're handling it, and they're handling it with class. They're discussing it. They're engaging, and that's the kind of thing that you want to see. As right, right. It's what, which is what one of the yeah. things that again makes this event so amazing mm-hmm. is the accessibility of these people that are touching what it is you're you love. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So let's end this on a high note and talk about potential ideas for plans for next year. So speaking with folks that were there, I, I, one of the reasons I love BlizzCon is that allows me the the gabber, the talker to hobnob and talk and do my little bit of outreach and see what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'll actually ask, so what do you miss? What do you see? Obvious. Everyone misses the guild hall. And uh, we we will, uh, we will make plans starting, as soon as the year's over. Yeah, I know it's already uh, in works. Yeah, to kind of deal with it. And of course, it's going to have to take into the, the, the consideration the new realities, of course, security. And right. uh, you will probably be seeing my pretty ugly mug on multiple venues uh, trying to remind people, hey, this the Guild Hall can't happen without you. Um, yep. You know, for many years, uh, Belthaz was the one who was primarily provide, you know, funding and paying for it. But, you know, we knew sooner or later that he wouldn't be able to pay for it you know, by himself. So, yeah. you know, it's where it's like, okay, well, we'll buck it up. We'll set up a system and we'll try to raise money in order to make sure that we have the uh, the guild hall next year. Probably a little different venue change. Uh, that's we're still in this, uh, like, very early discussion just because of the if they recreate the security issue, the, the security setup from last year, uh, it makes the, the Hilton kind of inaccessible. So we right. were looking at like a couple of the uh, hotels and uh, see if we can re- recreate there. Uh, and, you know, we, we got a lot of wow, wow friends out there and other guild uh, for mm-hmm. folks and guilds from, that were formerly from us, but we still, we're still friendly. Right, so right. Yeah. So we'll be talking with them soon. Maybe we can partner up. We'll see. We'll figure out a way. And <laughs> I just hope you don't grow sick of me. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to. Just- as I as I rattle the hat, going, no, we we got you, buddy. And of course, the way that we can that we can get people to not be quite as sick of you as they already, I mean, uh, that they might get. Uh, you know, many hands make light work. So exactly. get, definitely, like, let us know how we can help. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny. And that's that why I want to talk. That's why I've been harping so much on how much fun BlizzCon is because I yeah. want other people to have an opportunity to enjoy this. I mean, it it's literally, I literally, yeah, it literally blew my mind, but figuratively blew my mind. It was mm-hmm. one of the most fun I've had in years. I want other people to have that, be able to have that opportunity. I want other people to want that to think it's worth it 
um, I could talk about. If you're interested in knowing how to get tickets easily, we can talk about that offline. But it was right. unbelievably easier than I thought it would be wow. to oh, deal with that sort of thing. Because I'm always fighting to try to get tickets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you're at all interested, please try. And then, of course, mm-hmm. please contribute. Because if we can get a ton of contributors, it's relatively inexpensive. And we got a great place to hang out and, yeah. and enjoy mm-hmm. this. So. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to talk about this too much. But I, I actually did get to talk with the CTR crew in depth, in depth about actually partnering. So Sweet. that, yeah. See, 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 you're you're touching upon the conversation that I had with him on Friday night. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. A, a Lank who I met like a couple hours earlier says, "Go over there and get that guy and tell him that he has to come with you." I'm like, uh, okay. I have no idea what I'm <laughs> I'm a pretty big guy, you know. So <laughs> thankfully, I did you carry Pat back, or <laughs> yeah. and so I met Pat tonight before at least, you know. So I'm like, you need to come with me, sir. Come with what? me if you want the yeah. length. I mean, oh. Well, it's because oh. the the night before that is that's why he was receptive. Is Thursday night we actually had the full discussion uh, okay, with it. with yeah. Pat, with Sal, with the whole CTR mm-hmm. party running crew, and they said, yeah, ours fell apart too. You know, mm-hmm. it might work better if we work together and make one big guild hall. Well, considering yeah. the fact that so often, you know, our the guild hall became kind of the headquarters for both us and CTR and, you know, people that are, are you know, AIE adjacent and mm-hmm. friendly. It was also the place where you could do podcasting from and all that. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and Alpha Geek happened to be there as well. So, exactly. Ooh, <laughs> it. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How this Yep, yep. So, yeah, we Wait. are... So you were in going. a room where it happened? Yes, I was indeed in a room where it happened. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that Blizzard kind of borrowed one of the ideas we had with the, the podcasting from the BlizzCon hall and actually now are having podcasters stream from within BlizzCon. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I know Garrett did... I think he did the Angry Chicken... No, he did StarCraft 2, I think, with Kyle from one of the streaming stations. And there were a couple mm-hmm. others that they had there. So, Well, yeah, and, and I meant to mention this earlier, but that one of the reasons why things have been different this year and mm-hmm. a little bit last year, Blizzard is actually doing all the video stuff their own now. Really? They, yeah. They used to do it with DirecTV. They had a professional broadcasting uh-huh. company doing right, things. Right. The reason why things are so, you know, they're, they're experimenting. They're learning. Like, Blizzard is now fully handling all the video. Yeah. So are you saying that they're they're being proactive on being a entertainment company? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, I had a good conversation with one of the broadcast guys um th- near the the actual the booth, you know, where where Alex and um um oh jeez, I forget his name. The the guy from Overwatch where they were doing a lot of the uh, Oh, okay. No, 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 not Kaplan. Uh, the the guy that actually and Overwatch stuff. Um, I forget his name, but but anyway, I had a good conversation with them. It's yeah, we're having to do it all ourselves. It's us, this is you know our experience from doing the league. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they've that's got why a, it's to... yeah, but because that you know it, if you think about it, you know they're they're having to take care of the stream because they're trying to launch the Overwatch Overwatch League. So if you yeah. can do that yourself, it becomes less expensive. So mm-hmm. so that's why. Yeah. You know, yep. the issue with getting a, a, a you know a contractor is yeah it's easier, but that means it's more expensive. But uh, also things can go wrong and they can go out of your control. And now mm-hmm. you have a contract issue instead of, hey, we have a team in house that does this and we can yep. kind of yep. control it and we can make sure that what we want 
is done correctly and mm-hmm. right and make sure that you have a, a hand in that cost. And, and yep. it's and it's and it's in Blizzard's nature to like you know okay we see how 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 it's done how can we do it better right right I mean it's exactly yeah. that's, that's one thing Blizzard does like, yep. You know, I have a saying? feeling it's very much driven by the Overwatch thing because mm-hmm. they oh, yeah. obviously control Overwatch League and they want to do that. And streaming is, of course, your primary delivery system until unless and until, you know, the contracts come in on the cable side and that sort of thing. But even lo- moving forward, that may be the future. Oh, it of, already is. You know, video entertainment oh, um, is to do it over IP. So by laying that foundation of, you know, we're competent at this, we're capable of this, you know, they can hold that in-house. But there's also always the tension of, you know, this is a new competency for us. This is not something that we've done before. And you've got, I mean, you saw this with some other industries, you know, I don't know if you know this, but MLB uh, mm-hmm. was one of the first ones that got really good at doing streaming video. And so HBO Go, when it originally launched and HBO was controlling it, they couldn't do it right. You know, so mm-hmm. do they go to, of, of all people, MLB, you know, yeah. to do their streaming for them. So it's always that tension between this is a core competency of ours that we want to double down on, or this is a new competency that we want to develop. And so we're going to see some growing pains, I think, but, you know, yeah. hopefully they'll, they'll yeah. get it all right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean they're, they're learning, and I mean the the day, the day after BlizzCon, the, the fleet of big rigs coming in to take all that. Oh away. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like I'm sitting sitting there. It's like there are two dozen big rigs just like streaming in with another dozen. Just like I, that's when I just realized how big a deal. It's a huge. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah. It, it, it was funny to see that the the time that the devs were least available, we call them the blue shirts because most of the Blizzard employees were right, wearing right. blue shirts. Yeah. Um, but the time they were least available was actually Saturday night because after they finished up everything, all the blue shirts are in there helping with the loadout. Yep. You know, yep. because yeah. they got to get out of there immediately. And it was a huge undertaking to do. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of custom stuff and a lot of great uh, you know, decorations and, you know, uh, IP specific things and great things. But they got to get all get that back to, to Anaheim. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or so. Irvine. Irvine, Irvine. All right, so before we wrap up, guys, I want all of you to go over your very favorite thing that you saw at BlizzCon. I'm going to go ahead and start with... We're, we're going to keep it alphabetical. So, Card, what was your very favorite? Like, your biggest? It's like I had to find the unmute, sorry. um uh to be honest with you it's it's exactly what you know i said it earlier it's that uh when is the horde gonna get his real war chief back because um i've been invested i've been playing this game since since beta you know i um and this whole for the first time frankly this story with sylvanas and everything that she's doing and all of this has actually got me kind of engaged in the lore more than any more than any other point before and i hate what she's doing i'm big time hashtag not my war chief no shoulders you know all that stuff and so hearing that was like and hearing the reaction to that of of all my hordies that you know that agree with me and then of course to hear the announcement that well it wasn't announced it's been talked about already but you know that there's going to be a real choice that's something i'm really excited about but that was my one moment you know other than uh the the sort of the, the times with individual people you know the devs or the, or the guys that sort of thing but that was the blizzcon moment that i love cool. the most. Yeah. all right link how about you buddy it's unfair because you're making me pick one i know i'm mean. Yeah. i mean but uh but but uh not blizzcon specific but the day after blizzcon and the the yelgonquin no yelgonquin group discussion we had the, the the morning after over pancakes, mm-hmm. chicken fried steak. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy. 
those little you know, quiet moments. Yeah, the the just talking with your with your folks and seeing what they're making, what makes your guildies tick. Not necessarily the the uh, the pomp and circumstances, but just hanging around and just talking yeah. and getting to know people better. Definitely. All right, Mew, you're up, buddy. Uh, well, for me, <clears throat> it was when um, we went to the Doc Rowan Fair mm-hmm. and happened happened to see Randy there uh, watching over the Q and A booth, <clears throat> and then some more people we knew showed up saying oh hey it's you and then some mm-hmm. more people showed up oh hey it's you and by the end of that the whole gathering we had a huge ton of people we all knew at the dark moon fair just hanging out talking having fun doing q a questions that was probably it's, it's just seeing everyone there was probably the the best moment for me awesome all right ted since we had a very different look a different view of it what about you so my favorite thing that happened or that i saw was definitely the the Laura Bailey voiceover that just floored me and, yeah. and watching that whole panel um, thing and uh, you know it's yeah I'll go back and watch that again and again because it it was just amazing yeah. um, but Cardinal touched on one thing that I think is going to be bigger for WoW going forward than I think people are taking credit are giving it credit for and that is if they are going to allow us to make real character decisions with real repercussions in the story moving forward, like star Wars and a few other games do, that's a big, that's a big shift game telling and storytelling for wow. And if they follow through with that, I think it's going to bring a lot more interest to the game. Oh, the, the, the aforementioned, the, the much whispered third. (laughs) no, no, never no. happened. No, absolutely never happened. We don't I would actually, well, Stop it, Link. Stop it. I, 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 I would love to see it, but it will never happen. Not, yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't see how it can pull off it, in this it, particular game. It would game. make it interesting. It would make an interesting, you know, decision and discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Lank is. I, I see this theme. Lank is always trying to create the additional chaos bringer. Yes, the you chaos know? bringer. Very much so. No, see. Yeah, yeah. All right, Elric, calm down. What you call chaos? I call content. To ward off chaos. So. <laughs> Do we need to have a Babylon 5 conversation here? You oh, know, chaos and order. <laughs> I knew you'd get that right. I, will, I, will res- I would use my favorite quote about Babylon 5, but I can't because we don't have the swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do not. Up there. We do There's an after show thing. Okay. <laughs> we do try to keep it family friendly, even though they do let me host on occasion. Oh. So, you know. McCullough, what was, what was from what you've seen in the discussion, everything, what was your favorite moment? Um, I think, honestly, you know, we're joking in the chat room, Ash, phenomenal. And just seeing yet another really cool, strong uh, female character introduced. And then, you know, seeing how that all played out and then, you know, an echo at the end. So that would really that really to me was really cool. Um, also being, you know, the mother to a gamer daughter and yep. kind of getting to see her see all of it always makes me happy, you know. Um God, my favorite one that I saw. Um honestly, I wanna see the cosplay. You know, you know, I'm a cosplayer at heart. And the amount of work and detail and seeing just these obscene things that just, just works of beauty. Yeah. And knowing what had to have gone into that to me is always my, my big, the thing I love the most about BlizzCon. And, and he was just saying, if you want to find out what I think about Babylon five, you can always join the AIE podcast, discord channel. 
Oh, <laughs> right like all right. <laughs> so, a replacement <laughs> from Langtharis. You're welcome. <laughs> Creating content since 2008. <laughs> all right. So I know we could actually probably go on another hour because I know all of us, and mm-hmm. it was a great, a, a fun experience. But we're gonna have to close it up. Oh, so, I have to say, Mikala. Yes. Hour and forty-five minutes. I know this. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> want, dude? You want? This is the longest show ever, and we. Still- you had help. I'm just saying. Yeah. You had help. <laughs> no, no, it's been. It's actually. It's been delightful. Like, you know, it's kind of like when you know Tet goes on Azeroth Roundtable. Things just go off the tangent. It's fine. No, you know, you guys. You guys are making content for the show as we're as we're you know recording. So. <laughs> just saying. No, no, no. We tease because we love. Are we not entertained? You are, yes, <laughs> yes. Are you not entertained? Where's that sound? <laughs> yeah, right. We kind of need that. We actually, Tech, can we get that for when Lank is on? <laughs> Please? I know. I'm going to see if Lank can come on. It'll be fine, he said. Oh, hey, he's bringing Cardinal. It'll be great, he said. Anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think I need to get one of those signs from Chappelle's show, the, the wrap it up box. Oh, wrap just it kinda up. Just slowly. <laughs> Raise it up on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, for those of us that weren't able to go to BlizzCon, this was a a good a good um wrap up. <laughs> wrap, no, no, a good wrap up, but a good, you know, indicator. Here's what happens the you know, the non-stage stuff when you're not actually mm-hmm. sitting there at a panel. This is the yep. what happens around a table at Tiffy's, what happens in the bar, what happens in the, you know. What it feels I, like uh, to sit there in person and not just watch it on the stream. Exactly, yeah, which is the best part about it. I, I think that's very valuable to people is just to hear, you know, because there's a lot of other venues where you can hear analysis of what happened and summaries yeah. of what happened, but to hear, you know, kind of what the experience was like and how much fun it was, even when you're not at looking at those things, I think is very valuable. Right, so right. I'm glad we're the, able to share that. The reasons to go, not just the phys- not not what you can see on your television at home, because honestly, the panel part of it we saw as much as you guys did if not more from a different vantage point, but the, 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 the intimate moments with your friends. Yep. yep. And that's the cool part. All right. So guys, that is our show for the night. And as like mentioned, this is our pretty much our longest show. I think besides our third, our, one of our anniversary shows. Yeah. He's doing the dance over there. Those not watching the stream. <laughs> All right. So chat room, you guys have, I'm so sorry. You have to start suggesting titles, and it you can yeah. go on as long as you need. Um, we want to thank uh, Link Theres and Cardo for joining us so much. Um, this has been a really great show, and we want to thank you guys for all of your input. Um, and do we have a do we have a um anything after the um the the stream? Is there a stream at all tonight? I have not. I don't, think, I don't think Max had anything planned. No, that's good because yeah. we've now cut into that stream. If there was was one, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, gentlemen, where can you guys be found on the interwebs? Start with you, Cardinal. Um. Yeah. So. Thing, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Cardinal. Uh, I'm a hunter. That's that's what I do. That's what I am. So my uh, my Twitter handle is Cardinal Hunts on Twitter, where I'll tweet pretty much exclusively about gaming, uh, usually about WoW, often about hunter things. I I try to avoid you know real life stuff. I've got a different Twitter handle for that. Um, I can also be found on the Warcraft Hunters Union Discord, where we talk even more about hunters. If you really cool. want to know more about hunters, and uh, can you tell I love being a hunter? Right, right. You only have like what five? I actually only have four. <laughs> one and one's a bank alt. 
you know, and one I just need I I needed to level a void elf for the heritage armor, and I might oh, yeah. as well be a hunter because I might as well exactly. fuck it. So. Well, exactly. Cool pet, yeah. When you mentioned that, that reminded me of uh, of Starman who had uh, nine <clears throat> mages. Oh, I've I've heard of people who have literally fifteen yeah. hunters. I mean, it's really crazy. Mm. No, but really, I only play two of them. It's my alliance max and my and my horde max. Hunter. Awesome. All right. Crazy Uncle Link, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitters at, at Linktheris, where I, you know, I go ahead and talk mostly about video games, but also some real life stuff, creating content for everyone because right, that's what you do. And uh, of course, you can also find me at the you know AI uh, Discord, the AIU Eve Discord, the oh, if you see me in Discord, just poke me and make fun of me and say you should be locked up because you're way too entertaining. And guys, by the way, never click on a link that um, always click the link. Li- never click <laughs> always, on a link that Lank posts. Always click the link. <laughs> Linky like no. Anyways. All right. Well, if you have a question or a comment about this show and Good Lord, why don't you? Uh, you can email <laughs> us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And you can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, AIE-guild.org. And the link will be podcast live stream. And our Discord server for chat is at bit.ly AIE podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments received this week, including X Busley and overly dramatic news from Hunts the Wind. All right. Until then, guys, um, so next next time is going to be our year-end wrap-up. Um, we're taking December off, as we said. So next mm-hmm. show, end of the year AIE style, uh, 310. So until then, AIE, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. This is Mucow. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Views expressed are not those of Buxley. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about raid bosses. Dear Buxley, I've always thought there was something weird going on with raid bosses. I killed some last week, and then when I went back into the dungeon, they were all back. What happened? I probably shouldn't be telling you this because this is one of the biggest secrets in Azeroth. You know how when you die, you go to a spirit healer or maybe Bwonsamdi? Well, the raid bosses do the same thing, except they have to stay in a penalty box for a while depending on the time of week they got killed. If they got killed earlier in the week, they have to stay for about a full week, and all the other raid bosses make fun of them. If they stay alive until the end of the week, they only have to stay in the penalty box a day or two. You know how when a raid wipes and the boss disappears and then comes back a little while later? They take that opportunity to go to their own loot chest and get a bunch of stuff for killing the raid. And usually, if they're already there when you run back from the entrance, all they've done is take some selfies of themselves with the raid's dead corpses. They show those pictures off to other raid bosses at parties. It's kind of weird to me, but then again, I'm not a raid boss, so, you know. One more thing. 
You know how when you first encounter a raid boss that's a little bit higher level than you and it's very hard to kill, and gradually week after week it becomes easier? That's because they send in apprentices. And the really low-level raids you can go back into and cast a couple of spells and kill the bosses, most of those aren't real raid bosses either. It's a guy named Bob who does it for extra spending money. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you'd like to catch up on the segments you might have missed, look for Ask Buxley on iTunes. Bob needs spending money, friend! Troll bank tellers going through customer withdrawal. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The First Imperial Bank of Zandalar has a centuries-long tradition of serving the financial needs of trolls of all stations in life, from mighty kings down to lowly crafts trolls. And there are few honors higher in the institution than being selected to be a teller in the Great Seal Branch. These bankers spend their days handling the money of Zandalar's elite, and besides the pride of such service, often are rewarded with gratuities from their wealthy clientele. But the arrival of the Horde has turned this premier FIBZ branch upside down. It is now swarmed with adventurers who want to rush in, deposit their items, and depart as quickly as possible. As a result, fully 90% of all Horde customers go to the first teller window, manned by Endo Coinkeeper. The final straw came when Mithrax destroyed the Great Seal. Frightened Zandalar nobility decided the bank was not safe and stopped visiting. With their customer count and tips cratering, all other tellers resigned yesterday. In a letter to the branch chief, they complained that clients had lost interest in them and that after years of loyal service, it was the endo the line for them. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Please return Buxley to an upright and locked position. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about flying. Dear Buxley, I can fly all over the place, but I can't fly in the new continents. Why is that? Well, that's because flight masters have government contracts that give them exclusive airspace rights. They even pay mages to cast anti-flying spells across large areas. The flight masters then collect as much money as they can until the contract runs out. It's really quite a racket. They even charge you to go in between places. That's why you can hear the change leaving your pockets when you fly past a flight point you don't stop at, and sometimes they take an extra long way just to charge you more. Even after the anti-flying spells run out, the flight masters will arrange for a series of quests to have you go through just in order to keep people from flying. And some of those quests are pretty tough to figure out, and sometimes no one ever does. That's why you can't fly around near Silvermoon City. Once a spell is lifted and any ongoing quests are completed, you can use one of your own flying mounts and fly wherever you like. Be careful, though, because there are scam artists out there. There are many adventurers out there that have thought of this after buying a new mount and realizing as they plummeted to the ground that Kodos really can't fly. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you'd like to catch up on the segments you might have missed, look for Ask Buxley on iTunes. Flight masters make money, friend!
is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.